0: Hey everybody, it's me, Josh, and for this week's Saturday Select Stuff You Should Know, I'm doing handwriting analysis. It's pretty awesome. It's from October 2013, and uh, I just selected this one because I thought it dovetailed nicely with our Secret Service episode this week, so enjoy.
1: Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark, and there's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. And uh, this is Stuff You Should Know. Jerry's over there. That's right.
1: We're all here. Yeah. We're at the ready for another, yet
0: another, forensics podcast. Yes, we are. I thought we were done. No. I don't know that we're ever going to be done. Oh, and Chuck, not only are we never going to be finished. Yeah. This one, like every other forensics episode we've ever done, Traces back to Alphonse Bertillon. Oh, is he the first dude? He's the guy. He did fingerprinting. Uh-huh. He did um, like facial characteristics.
1: Yeah. The the uh, the mugshots. Yeah, mugshots and um, what's it called? The facial sketch artist, tree. He did that, uh, right?
0: Police sketches. Yeah. And crime scene photography, even. Um, no. I maybe so. It's entirely possible. Boy, we owe a great debt to that man. Yeah, he was basically, like, he had his finger on the pulse of, like, forensics. Yeah. Like, every sub-discipline of the field of forensics, like, this guy virtually started it. That'd be a cool movie. At a Paris police station. Yeah. It would be. You know? Unless you were doing the research and found out he was kind of a jerk. Yeah, but who cares? Well, no, then you'd have to, like, kind of... Beef his character up, and maybe he was what is he like? Um, uh, like he was jilted or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Does he need like a, an orphan to come into his life?
1: Yeah, like they did with Gandhi. Remember that movie? Oh yeah. <laughs> Made him look like a saint. Wow. Uh, so I think at the very least, people—if not, uh—you may not be able to become forensics experts, but at the very least, you can watch all those TV shows now with
0: a better understanding. <laughs> right. You know. Is that what we're trying to do, to help people better watch TV? Sure. Okay. Chuck. Yes. Have you ever written anything by hand? You laugh, but think about this, pal. Yeah. There is a time that's coming when Mm -hmm. there's not going to be much need whatsoever for that. I
1: know there is currently a legitimate debate on whether or not to keep teaching cursive handwriting.
0: Yeah. I think that the debate's been answered, and the people who want to keep Teaching cursive just haven't quite accepted their fate yet.
1: That was the answer, no.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at uh, copy books, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh huh. Um, and apparently the whole point to teaching penmanship lie in the, in in an era where if you had good penmanship, Mm -hmm. you were like, that was a part of business. Like, you needed to look respectable. Put together. Have good handwriting. Yeah. Like, your your business transactions were carried out through handwriting, typically, and you needed to have good, clean handwriting. It said a lot about your character. Yeah. This is also at a time when people were burned at the stake for witchcraft. True. Or shortly after. So, you know, maybe you don't put that much stock into it. But there was a point in time when, like, handwriting counted. It doesn't count any longer yeah and i'm 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 not saying like i'm I'm definitely not waving like the flag of glory over the the corpse of cursive writing <laughs> right yeah you are I'm not you're doing it right now no i I don't mean to and that's why I said I'm not doing that <laughs> well, because to put that flag down <laughs> i <I'm, laughs> yeah uh, i I guess what I'm saying is the writing's on the wall as it were uh I'm not necessarily it happy about it no it was the last thing anyone ever wrote in <laughs> cursive was that cursive is dead
1: yeah you know i I can say that. I don't write uh, by hand that much anymore, and um, when I do now, I get weird with it. I leave out letters and have to go back and put them in. Same here. I'll write out of order. Yep. And even this word, I put C additional. I left out like three letters and had to go back and put them in, but I do it really quickly. It's not like I'm stumped. Right. But um, like so- if I was writing cursive, I'd be stumped.
0: Yeah, I, I don't tried. Even to, know how I, I've tried to write cursive here, or there, just to see if I still have it, and I do not. You lost it. I don't think I ever really had the Z. It's a tough one. The Z. Remember the Z? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could write a Z right now. Um, give, me a, give me a spray can. <laughs>
1: uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I, it's weird. It's almost like a, a dyslexic thing happens now when I write.
0: You would use a spray. You could spray paint a cursive Z. I could do that right now. I think I'd be better at spray painting a cursive Z than writing it.
1: Yeah. Because it'd be large and. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, the point is, this cursive is probably dead. Yeah. Writing things down by hand is becoming less and less. Um, what is that? I'm sorry, everyone. I don't mean to interrupt myself, but Chuck has held up one of his pages of notes and there's some weird writing on the back. What is that?
1: Do you know what that is? No. My parents' signatures, because I was seeing if I could still duplicate them as I could back in high school.
0: You used to do that? Sure. What for? You were a good kid in high school. Why did you need to know your parents' signatures?
1: Here's what I would do. I was a good kid, but I would skip school and class sometimes. What? Did, like, go fishing with Rad.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And uh, that's the thing. I wasn't, a good. I was like, doing drugs or drinking. I would skip school and, like, go fishing. Uh, and then I would write notes and forge my parents' <laughs> signature, which is not right, kids. Yeah but um it wasn't like I was off being a vandal or anything i was just
0: catching some trout catching some trout and beating foxes in the head with a hammer <laughs> no huffing scotch guard
1: but i used to could uh, really do my parent's signature spot on and i was very proud of that
0: yeah so how is it How does it hold up compared um, to before cuz i don't i don't have uh what's called an exemplar
1: yeah example. my mom's little initial signature is still pretty right on but dmt my, dmb but my yeah. father's is um i used to could do that one a lot better
0: that's a that's a fine signature. Can I see it one more time? Yeah, James Allen Bryant. That's a nice one. Yeah. Huh.
1: All right. You've never forged your parents' signature at all?
0: No, uh, neither one of them. I'm, I may have tried. Yeah. I think I I remember even practicing. I think because uh-huh. my dad seems like just looking at it, it's highly duplicable, um, but it's not really. Yeah. Like you you can. You can tell the that I, I want to say the person, because uh-huh. I refer to myself in third person a lot, um, was trying to recreate it. Yeah. Just make a potato stamp, and you're set.
1: I've never tried that <laughs> one. <laughs> well, you, you got your signature for life with a potato stamp. Like you
0: just carve out?
1: Yeah. You never did that in craft class? You carve out something in a and press it on ink in a potato, and then press it on ink, and you basically can make your own stamp.
0: No, it makes sense. Potato stamps. No, we didn't make those. You missed out, buddy. Um, Chuck. Yes. I feel like we've kind of covered a lot of, like, points of handwriting analysis. Yeah, little teasers. Before we start, too, I think we should point out that what we're talking about, and I was dismayed to find on the internets that when you search handwriting analysis, what comes up is actually graphology. Yeah, that's that comes up a lot. Which, if... Handwriting analysis, forensic handwriting analysis, is really struggling, forging ahead to become a science. Graphology is quite happy to not be whatsoever. It's all... um very unscientific.
1: Yeah, that's like, uh, can, let me write down a sentence and you tell me what kind of person I am.
0: Exactly. Like if you write, uh, using small letters, you're actually afraid of the world and very self conscious and you want to hide or disappear. Or uh, another example is if, um, like the first letters in your first and last name are big. Yeah, you of your signature. Yeah, you, you crave attention or you think overly of yourself. Yeah. None, none of this is founded at all whatsoever. Holcomb. It's Hokum uh handwriting analysis while still like i said struggling to be a science is um much less hokum it has one f- fatal flaw that's possibly not fatal but it's the same flaw that um, fingerprint analysis has subjectivity uh, subjectivity yeah that's right which we'll talk about but maybe now is a good time for a message sufficient Hey, now we're back. Um, Let's talk about handwriting analysis and handwriting in general, Chuckers.
1: Okay. Um, Well, it's it's questioned documents is the legal term for what they're analyzing.
0: Yeah, and it's not just handwriting. It could be like forgeries.
1: Yeah, dude, it could be a lot of stuff. These people, um, questioned document examiners, QDEs, Mm -hmm. uh, they examine uh, typewriting, computer-printed documents, photocopies. Uh, Decipherment of altered, obliterated, or charred documents.
0: Yeah, I'll bet that's a tough one.
1: Um, Examination of inks and papers. Uh, erased entries. Indented writings. Like, you know, you wrote something on a pad and ripped it up.
0: Yeah, there's a whole division of people <laughs> who just rub pencils on a piece of paper to see what comes up. Uh,
1: Counterfeit currency. and examination of commercially printed matter. So they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. But the sexy stuff is... And a lot of times it's in the private sector, it's not even... For forensics, it's, hey, examine the signature on this document. Right. Is it real?
0: Did Mickey Mantle sign this baseball? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what they're looking for and what the entire field of forensic handwriting analysis is based on is called the principle of uniqueness, Yeah, which has been around since at least the 1920s. And it is the idea that everybody has their own brand of handwriting. Yep. And that um, while maybe you make a, a... cursive Z in a certain way Mm -hmm. that I might make the same Z in the same way. If you take all of the characteristics that you have and put them together, you form a unique package. Your handwriting is unique in that sense. So the individual weird characteristics might be similar to other people's weird individual characteristics, but you can't put 20 or 30 weird characteristics of handwriting together and compare it to anybody else's. And so based on that, you should logically be able to look at one person's handwriting and compare it to a sample of another person's handwriting or the same person's handwriting and see whether they match or whether they were written by two different people based on the the number of differences or similarities between the two samples. Boom. Boom. Yeah. So let's talk about handwriting.
1: Yeah. And those are individual characteristics. Um, before that, you have what's called a or everyone has an underlying style characteristic. And that is based on the fact that when you were a little snot-nosed kid mm-hmm. in school, they gave you what's called a copy book, which had, I know we all remember this, words on one line and then an empty line yep. where you had to copy it Yeah. and make it look like that. And depending on where you live and when you live and went to school, uh, you're going to have a different copybook. So your underlying style characteristics are going to be based on this original copybook that you might have some similarities with people, like for me, that grew up in the mid-70s in elementary school in DeKalb County, Georgia.
0: Right, exactly, because you use the same copybook. Yeah. What's awesome is a handwriting analyst could tell you what copybook you used or where you were from and when. Based like on that. that, that structural analysis.
1: Yeah, and I imagine teachers even inform that somewhat, you know? Mm hmm. Individual instruction.
0: For sure, yeah, because the teacher's gonna be like, that's not an R, and like, <laughs> right. smack your knuckles and say, try again. Um, so, the, the copybook, how we learn to actually write handwriting, mm-hmm. um, is, is based on, or creates this, um, st- the style characteristic, right? Yeah. But then once we actually learn how to produce a letter, Using our hands, just through repetition, we start to add our own style to it, um, and that, those are the individual characteristics. We stop thinking about how to make the structure yeah. of a letter, and we're thinking about um, how you know what we're actually writing about.
1: Yeah, and when it comes to forensic uh, examination, style char- characteristics aren't really what's important. Maybe that could help rule out certain geographic areas or something. Yeah. But mainly what they're looking at are those individual characteristics. Right. That's that's kind of where the key is when you want to track down a perp.
0: Yeah, because like we said, I mean, the the chances of the same person having the same set of individual characteristics. Impossible. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and here's the
1: thing. They're not just looking for similarities. They, they say in this article, it's probably easy for even a layman to look at two sentences and compare them and say, well, look, these letters are the same. What they're looking for are the differences. And therein lies the key. Yeah, the difference is, in two different pieces of text, one is the, uh, exemplar, which is a, a, basically a, a comparison sample. The exemplar is a previous document that you've written in the past.
0: Written by a known author.
1: Yeah, like, hey Chuck, you wrote, we found this diary entry for you from five years ago. This will be your exemplar. Now we want you to write some stuff now.
0: Exactly. Um, so that would be a requested exemplar if they ask you to write something now. Yeah. Um, but either way, they know that this came from you. Yes. So it's an exemplar, an example document. And they use those to compare to the question document. Yeah. So whenever you're talking handwriting analysis, you have to have two kinds of documents, an exemplar and a question document. That's right. You want to talk about Lindbergh for a minute? Yeah. A question document very frequently um, is a ransom note. That's right, and in the case of the Lindbergh baby, which Grandpa Simpson, everybody knows, kidnapped, <laughs> um, or is—that's what it was. Yeah, um, there were fourteen ransom notes.
1: Yeah, from uh, well, depends on who you ask. A lot of people think Bruno Hauptmann was innocent, maybe, and executed uh, as an innocent man.
0: But there were still fourteen ransom notes. Still from the fourteen case. notes.
1: Yeah, and they uh, when Bruno Hauptmann came in, they couldn't find. Um, many exemplars from his past, so they said well let 's just get him in custody
0: and have him write some things down right and that 's put it putting it lightly which uh, that 's fine, good idea procedurally speaking that 's a requested exemplar, yeah, right. The thing is, the police had this guy write until he was exhausted over and over again. apparently he wasn 't producing what they wanted him to produce, so they said, Here, see this ransom note, copy this, <laughs> yeah, and the guy did it. Um, and apparently every bit of handwriting analysis that they, or sample that they got from this guy was coerced. Yeah. Um, and questionable as questionable as the question document.
1: That's right. Um,
0: but he was still convicted and executed, right?
1: Yeah. And who knows if he was innocent or not? There's all kinds of varying opinions on the internet, of course, but, um, at the very least the handwriting documents were... And his, his samples that he gave were definitely coerced and probably not the best thing to put your case on.
0: And that was um, a, an early obstacle that handwriting analysis has had to overcome was creating procedures for the police to say, if you're going to request a, an exemplar, yeah. like here's how you do it. Here's what to ask for. Yeah. Do not show them the uh, the question <laughs> document don't ask them to copy just have them yeah. write that's
1: why you should always cut your ransom note out from the funny papers yeah and individual letters plus it looks cool and creepy yeah um so what what you're looking for if you're going to compare things is not hey look at this sentence and compare it to this sentence because that doesn't tell you much you want numerous exemplars like, yeah you want like ten documents that you can compare to ten other documents
0: the reason behind that um is because when you write something. Say so you're writing a letter. When you start, you're all fresh-faced and bushy-tailed. Yeah. And then as you go further down the page, you get a, a little more tired, a little more fatigued. Sure. And your writing starts to fall apart. So you're never going to write the same way twice. Um, which yeah, even is a within char- a document. Right. Yeah. Which is a characteristic in and of itself. What's more, um, starting a, a a word with the letter A you're probably gonna produce that a differently than an a that comes in the middle of a word
1: yeah or at the end right yeah I do that for sure and like certain letters uh, will connect um, but only certain letters like I might connect my T to my H in the middle of a word mm-hmm. you know but not at the beginning right that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah uh, so what are they looking for
0: well they're looking for several things letter looking, form. what are they looking for they're looking for a letter form which is like um, you know the curves, um the uh, the size of the letters but you know the relationship between a, a letter that's supposed to be small like an s yeah and a letter that's supposed to be big like maybe an h
1: yeah even the width within a single letter maybe right uh the slant the slope um whether or not like i talked about you connect certain letters together links between them um and then like we mentioned where that letter falls so right. if you want to analyze an a a lowercase a, and we should point out, too, that apparently you can't analyze uppercase letters only. Is that right? You can you can analyze those. Just against uppercase. each other, though. Okay.
0: Uppercase and lowercase are like, they yield nothing. That's right. Apparently.
1: Um, but let's say you have a letter a, uh, lowercase a, you want to find within the document an example of an a at the beginning, uh, one in the middle, one at the end,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and see how those compare to each other before you even compare it to the other exemplar.
0: Yeah, like it's if you... It's really
1: thorough and detailed stuff. Yeah,
0: it really is. It's um sounds like very tedious work, too. <laughs> super tedious. Which we'll get into in a second exactly how tedious it is. But, yeah, the point is, is if you are a handwriting analyst, you're not going to put an A at the beginning of a word next to an A or compare it to an A in the middle of the word. They're right. two different things as far as you're concerned.
1: Yeah. You'll get laughed at if you do that in, <laughs> in class. Yeah. Uh, line forms, another thing they look at. Mm-hmm. Um, how smooth it is, how dark it is, it indicates what kind of pressure you're, you're using on the paper. Mm-hmm. How with quickly your pen. you're writing? Yeah, the speed, uh, formatting, of course, spacing between letters, spacing between words, um, whether, where your margins are, like they'll give you a blank sheet of paper that's not lined and see, you know, if you, like most people, typically the sentence will go down if you don't have a lined paper or what kind of margins you just instinctively use. Or if you're like a serial killer and you don't use margins, <laughs> yeah, that's and just pretty like crazy. Scribble all over the page. Yeah, um, they just should just lock you up right there.
0: Right, exactly. Like that's you're basically confessing to something horrible.
1: Uh, where do uh, if it is lined paper? Where if you make like a lowercase y, mm-hmm. how does the bottom of the y or the g or the cursive z intersect with the line? How far down does it go? Really? How big are your loops? Where do you cross your t? It's like It mind-numbingly detailed. Do
0: you skip lines? Yeah. Do you dot your eyes with little hearts? That kind of thing. (laughs)
1: The bubble letters. Yeah. I know some females that still sort of write that way. Yeah. Not with the with the hearts, but definitely that very distinctive. You can you fat letter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I got a lot of love notes like that. You know,
0: in my day. (laughs) With the little heart eye.
1: Yeah, and I would write back, like, the serial killer. Those were my love (laughs) notes. Just, like, 20,000 words on a single piece of paper. (laughs) Yes, I do like you. As a
0: matter of fact, I'm sitting outside of your house right now. I know what you're doing. Yeah, just a big (laughs) one-long run-on sentence. Um, Okay, so
1: one thing that they will do, here's one method that they will use, is they will actually create tables. Yeah. Three tables in all is what you want.
0: So you make your first table. You start with the letter A, and you go through the the um, question documents.
1: Yeah, and this is all on the article, by the way. It even has the little tables. And the sample sentence they used is, I have your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. It
0: was, but it was like appropriately creepy. Why couldn't they just put, let's play some basketball? I hadn't even thought of that. It seemed like, yeah, of course I have your daughter. <laughs> okay. Huh. I all wonder right. what that says about me. So the three tables. Uh, so uh, the first table, what they're going to do is go through all the, the question documents, uh-huh. and they're going to write start with the letter A, if the letter A is present in the document. Sure. They're going to put all the letters that are present in the document. So, for example, I have your daughter um, has... Uh, Two A's. Right. Well, no. Yes, it does. But the, the, the sentence itself doesn't have all the letters of the alphabet. So you're going to go right. through and figure out what letters are present in your question document. Yeah. Put those down one side. And then you're going to go through, starting with the letter A, and um, find every different letter A. Yeah. So if there's a letter A that slants to the left, you're going to put that down next to A in mm-hmm. row one. And then if you've come across another A that's nice to the left, you're going to skip that one because you've already found it. What The point is, is you're going to create a table of every characteristically different example of a particular letter. Yeah, and they're doing this with digital cameras. Right. So in the article, they did it by hand. They tried yeah. to recreate what the weird letter looked like. But yeah, they're going to take a, a digital photo of just that letter and then compile it into a table.
1: That's right. Uh, and at the end, what they are doing is comparing the tables, making sure they have a match for each letter in the exemplar.
0: Right, because they went through the the question document, then they did the exact same thing for the exemplar, and right. then they put the two tables together and created a third table. And from that third table, they should be able to see pretty clearly whether um, the person... Whether the two things were written by the same person, yeah, and so if you're an FBI uh, analyst, you're going to come up with one of um, five uh, possible outcomes there's identification, yeah where you're pretty much putting your career on the line or your professional reputation on the line, say sure. this is written by the same person right there's may have, which means that the uh, similarities outweigh the differences, but you're still not a hundred percent sure. Identification level, sure.
1: Yeah, that's a real wussy way to go.
0: Right. You know? There's no conclusion. Which is like the similarities and the differences are pretty much the same, or um, there's just not enough evidence there, or enough material to go with. Yeah. Then there's may not have, which is the differences outweigh the similarities, but you're still not sure. And then there's elimination, where you're sure that they weren't written by the same person.
1: Which is probably as equally a bold a statement as they were. Yeah.
0: You know? I imagine... Those are uh, few and far between the identification and eliminations in a, a major case you know
1: yeah um, All right so coming up we have something on forgeries and simulation like if you're trying to sniff someone off the case Woo. but first we have a message break
0: Stuff you
1: Okay, so we were talking about simulation before we broke, and that's like a big part of this is if you give, and I can't imagine, like let's say someone, like an officer picked you up, and of course you didn't do anything, but they bring you into a room, and they're like, we we need some handwriting examples. Yeah. You're going to be freaked out. For sure. Like how you're writing, and you're probably going to write weird, um, or if you did do it, you might try and fool them by writing weird. And by weird, I mean different than you normally write.
0: Yes. Um, not
1: not like using strange letters or something.
0: Right. Yeah. You're going to maybe, um, write a little more slowly or just write like bigger than you do or smaller than you do or just different. Um, I saw a picture of a ransom note, not a ransom note, a stick up note. Uh And like it was obviously done with like squiggly lines and like words were purposely misspelled. Uh Um, so that if they, if anybody ever did, Analyze the handwriting. What they had wouldn't match up to any anyone's normal handwriting. That's a good idea. Yeah.
1: So on the front end of the crime, you do the uh, different handwriting.
0: Right. That's, that's not bad. I didn't mean to assist any <laughs> would-be bank robbers, but yes.
1: But after the fact, if they have the two things and you try to simulate a different writing... They're pretty good at trying to determine whether or not you've done that. Um, they
0: are. I mean, you you can completely throw off handwriting analysis. Sure. To where just where you get a no conclusion at least. Right. Yeah. Um. But like you said, handwriting analysts do have ways for they have ways of knowing whether you're <laughs> simulating your handwriting. Yeah, and
1: like you said, there'll be more pen lifts. Um. Definitely be slower, and basically they'll they'll root you out as not just writing naturally. Right. Like at a normal speed even.
0: Right, because you're, you're really putting a lot of thought into the words you're writing rather than just writing like you have nothing to hide. Exactly. Um, so this
1: is all good and well and fine, and it's a legitimate field. It's not always allowed in court, though, because, like you said, it's subjective.
0: Yeah, I want to say, and I don't know why I developed an affinity for handwriting analysis, because I think fingerprinting is BS, frankly. And uh, I remembered saying pretty much that effect in the fingerprinting episode. Uh-huh. For some reason, handwriting analysis struck me as... More legit? Yeah, and I don't know why, <laughs> but it did. Um, and so I kind of looked around and found, as recently as June, they had a major national conference for handwriting analysts. That was, um, its aim was to further the science and the measurements in the field.
1: Yeah, in uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland? Yeah. <laughs> the Measurement? Science and standards in forensic handwriting analysis conference. Right.
0: Um, and I mean, it's not a new, they, it's not a new field. Right. And they've subjected it to scientific testing like over the years. Like, um, t- the principle of uniqueness, the founding principle of handwriting analysis. Yeah. It's been tested many, many times. One of the favorite tests they like to do is to get identical twins to provide handwriting samples. Same DNA, same environmental, factors, same physiology, all of these things that affect your handwriting. Because, I mean, like, your your handwriting is, is changed by the fine um, motor neurons yeah. that you have in your in your body. If you're an identical twin, you're going to be similar, sure. right? You'd think your handwriting would be similar. No, nope. handwriting analysts routinely can tell the difference between twins' penmanship. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they have tested this stuff, and they are... I guess aware that they, it's not a fully scientific field and they're taking steps to make it more scientific.
1: Yeah, because they want to A, protect their jobs and B, they want it to be like at the end of the day, they want it to be allowed in court. You know, they don't want it to be offered for podcast fodder.
0: Oh, I imagine also they don't want to put away any innocent people. Sure. You know,
1: um, so let's talk about another brilliant plan. If you want to be a forger of things, provide the, both exemplars yourself.
0: <laughs> right. This is pretty amazing. And this guy had a killer name, Conrad Koju. Kuju? Kujo. Kujo? Conrad Kujo. <laughs> I think call- it's Conrad Kujo.
1: K-U-J-A-U. Let's say Kujo. All right. Conrad Kujo. Let's call him that. Yeah. The Kuj. 1980s, <laughs> the Kuj was a uh, supposed collector of Nazi memorabilia. First of all, those people freak me out.
0: Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
1: remember american beauty yeah uh so he was a collector of this stuff and um a german publishing company he he approached them and said you know what i've got 60 handwritten journals written by Terfure himself
0: yeah that were found in a plane wreck just found them
1: and they seem to be genuine and they paid him 2.3 million dollars and uh this The same company, the German newspaper, also owned that publishing company. They printed stuff. They said, hey, let's syndicate this out. The London Times said, sure, we'll write about this. But they said, but you know what? We're the London Times. Let's get a handwriting uh, analyst to check the, this stuff out.
0: Three of them. They had three <laughs> like high-end handwriting analysts analyze this stuff, and all three of them said, yep, um, the same person wrote these samples. Who wrote the diary? So yeah, these are, these are Hitler's diaries.
1: Yeah, because they got, they got the exemplars that were supposedly written by Hitler himself. Said it's the same thing. It was this, these are legit.
0: Right. So Cujo walks away with cool 2.3 million in 1980s dollars, no less. Yeah. And uh, the world has 60 previously unknown journals from Adolf Hitler. We think within a year it was uncovered as a fraud. That's right.
1: Thanks to the London Times, um, they used uh, ultraviolet light examination and found out that the paper uh wasn't around until 1954. A little bit of a problem. Uh-huh. Anyone that knows Hitler knows that he died in 1945.
0: <laughs> Open your eyes, Chuck. <laughs>
1: uh, and then they did some more forensic tests and said the ink actually was applied on the paper about 12 months ago. Right within the past year, yeah. and he's a fraud, and he wrote both sets, and I don't know why they didn't check, and they said, well, we need some real examples of Hitler's writing, and he's like, uh, here.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's what they did. He had gotten, I think he was just that lucky Wow, that he had flooded the market with fake Hitler handwriting. And so that the authenticated samples that they used as exemplars just happened to be ones that he'd also forged, so it passed the handwriting analysis. handwriting actually handwriting analysis came out on top in that instance, yeah. but it was still a fraud, yeah. it was still a forgery, so amazing. It, it came out on top as a technique, but overall it took kind of a hit because it still failed. Unbelievable. yet yeah. y-
1: yet believable.
0: What about John Mark Carr? you remember him?:
1: Oh dude. Man, and I gotta I gotta admit, if there was ever a case of judging a book by its cover, <laughs> when I saw that guy, I was like, "Yep, he did it." Yeah, he's the creepiest guy I've ever seen. He is creepy. You got that right. Yeah, but he was creepy for another reason because, uh, of course, we're talking about the John Benet Ramsey case. He falsely confessed to killing John Benet Ramsey,
0: which I think he did it to get a free ride from Thailand back to the U.S. You think? I think so. I think he liked the attention and everything too, but I think he just didn't have any money and wanted to get back to the state, so he confessed to John Bonet's killing. Well, he's living as a trans woman now. He is, and apparently trying to, um, recruit six-year-olds and younger, prefer- preferably brunette girls, mm-hmm. for a sex cult. Apparently he's trying to found a sex cult. Yeah. And I, I only I, saw I...
1: this one article that was on several different networks in uh-huh. June of like, what was it, like 2010? Uh-huh. And I didn't see anything else after that. So. I
0: think that is very, very grown up of you to say. Because it is hearsay. <laughs> yeah. He had one, ac- one accuser. Yeah. And it was somebody who he was formerly close to, a girl he had been engaged to, um, who was saying she was coming forward to try to protect people. But there was no follow-up, no nothing. So, so weird. Who knows, Chuck? Uh, but that was very good of you. But
1: back to the the handwriting part of this, he um, they compared the ransom note to a couple of exemplars from his past. The Secret Service does a lot of this, by the way. And, um, one was a high school yearbook that he signed and one was a job application from Thailand. And they couldn't match it because uh, it was inconclusive because the high school year back yearbook was old and apparently in a quote, artistic writing style. Yeah. Unquote. So I don't know what that means. I guess he did like, you know, in high school, you do those. Like bubble letters. Right, or, and
0: fill them in. Yeah, There's like, like hey, this a reflection is on the curve of the S. <laughs> uh,
1: and then the job in Thailand, he used all uppercase letters, and uh, they couldn't compare that to the ransom note because that was both upper and lower. Yeah. Uh, and then the DNA obviously sniffed him off the case, and he was not the guy. No. He was just weird.
0: He was an odd duck.
1: Yeah, and I don't think they, they
0: still never caught anyone, did they? N- no, they never arrested anybody.
1: Yeah, I think the last thing I heard was that. The case was reopened, and... Oh, really? They thought they had e- enough evidence for the parents, but they didn't or something to indict them.
0: Oh, yeah. That was a few years back, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very sad. Um, and I don't see why it was so hard to get these exemplars.
0: Is it that tough to find handwriting examples from someone? Sure. You Especially if they're not cooperating, too. Oh, well, I guess that's true. Like, I mean, like... What do you have lying around that's got your handwriting on it? i got a bunch of notebooks and stuff with tons of stuff in there. Oh, well, then you'd be an easy case. All right.
1: Well, I better not kidnap or kill anyone anytime soon. Keep your nose clean. Um, What else you got? Um, I
0: think that's about it for me.
1: Uh, Well, there's the FISH system. They're they're trying to uh, bring this into the non-subjective modern age, the forensic information system for handwriting. Uh, that basically, they take a large body of handwritten material, digitize it, and then plot it as uh, arithmetic and geometric values. Mm-hmm. So basically, it'll be a numeric database, sort of like a fingerprint database. So instead of just having like this big diary in a locker... You have an actual numeric value that you can compare it to now.
0: Isn't that just using computers as like a flak jacket from criticism? I mean, really, the computer's just carrying out program subjectivity, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, probably so. But I mean, it's really just a database. It's not saying that gotcha. it's, uh, like any better way of doing things. Yeah. Um, and I just saw this from 2009. Um, sort of the same thing. There's in the Journal of Applied Cognitive Psychology, they did a test to see if people write differently when they're lying or not, mm-hmm. and they do. Oh yeah, they had them write truthful sentences and lies, and apparently you write differently when you lie. The content
0: of the sentence, whether it was a lie or truthful,
1: yeah, it's changed
0: con- the handwriting. Yeah, wow, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, so I don't. I guess I could help with forensics for sure. It could act as a sort of secondary lie detector at least.
0: Right, you could be like, uh, "I am the kidnapper." Right. (laughs) You know, have them write that.
1: (laughs) But I mean, you couldn't, it's not for comparisons.
0: If if it doesn't work for, yeah, well, if it doesn't work out for comparison, you have a handwritten confession.
1: Pretty cool. And there's no schooling for this, by the way. You just. Really? Yeah, like most of their, most of this forensic stuff, it's all just like training, on the job training. Oh,
0: yeah, but there's certification.
1: Uh, well, there's no college programs. No,
0: but I think you still have to become certified. I don't think you have to. I think, like, you can advertise on the internet and just be Joe Schmoe, handwriting analyst. that kind of thing. But I think, um, there is a a certification or accreditation out there.
1: Okay, it says that, um, the training period is a minimum of two years of full-time training under the tutelage of a qualified expert. (laughs) A
0: wizard. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, forensics. The, The game continues. Nice. Uh... Let's see. You got anything else? No, we still have
1: to cover shadow analysis. (laughs) All
0: right. And smell. (laughs) Yeah. Smelly people. Yeah. Uh, If you want to know more about forensics, you should type that word into the search bar. It'll bring up this handwriting analysis um, article and a ton of other stuff. Uh, Just type in, like I said, to the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And uh, since I said search bar, it's time for listener mail.
1: Yeah, man. I'm going to call this email from a feminist lesbian. Okay. Self-described. Guys, your timing is amazing. I'm listening to old episodes, and I listened to microloans yesterday. It's amazing how lined up my universe is with you guys right now. Um, So I guess she was into microloans or something. Right. Um, It's uh, I love you guys to the point where my mental tape, the dialogue that plays in one's head, is sometimes even in your voice. As a northern feminist and lesbian... I was leery of two southern dudes educating me, but I poo-poo all your critics. So she listened to us. She's like, what are these... Bumpkins. Bumpkin Hayseeds. Hayseeds going to teach me. I'm a feminist lesbian from the north. Yeah. She poo-poos that. Once you get the hand uh, of your dry wit and humor, you are the most awesome and epic truth-tellers who have grace, dignity, and a humility about your own mistakes and limitations that I find unparalleled. Man. You embrace all people's choices and lives, and you are silly to boot. I must say that I just learned so much, and I have fun. Whatever you're talking about relates to my life, and you are excellent teachers. I sit outside by the river in the back of my house, draw or play Sudoku. Sudoku.
0: What's that? Sudoku. Sudoku. It's the most difficult word in, to pronounce. It is. You, when, if you don't learn it right the first time. It's like
1: the puzzle of that game, right? Right, with some people... Like you it.
0: predict what number is going to go in where. It's pretty neat. You should try it. All right. It's, it's challenging. Do you like crosswords? I love crosswords. You will like this. Really? It's not the exact same thing by any stretch, and uh-huh. it definitely includes some, some math, but um, you'll like it if you like crosswords. You give it a shot. Yeah.
1: So she plays this out by the river and listens to us for hours after long days. Uh, in short, everyone needs to be nice, because I am all-knowing, and I say you are wonderful. Words. Nice. <laughs> words can hurt. You are kind, decent human beings first and foremost, and being in the public eye makes people forget that. So there. <laughs> and that is from Corinne Shaw in Western
0: Maths. Nice. Thanks a lot, Corinne Shaw. That was a very, very nice letter. Thank you. Yeah,
1: like I picture her out there by the river playing that uh, Sudoku weird game. Sudoku. <laughs> Sudoku. 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 Ooh. It ends with a U. No, it ends with an O. No, it doesn't. Unless she misspelled it. Sudoku. She spelled it S-U-D-U-K-O. Sudoku.
0: I think it's Sudoku. Oh, yeah? We'll agree to disagree, okay. <laughs> Uh Again, thank you very much for that very nice letter. Um, if you want to send us a very nice letter or a criticism, we, we have a thick skin after all these years. Um, you can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. We will uh, tweet back at you, angrily probably, and rally everybody else against you. Um, you can join us on Facebook.com where Chuck will comment on your post make you feel bad if you make us feel bad right right. Chuck Mm -hmm. he's a master at that it's good
1: for more on this and thousands of other topics visit howstuffworks.com